Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We head back to the Hindu Kush this week with Guy Ritchie's 2023 Afghan war epic, The Covenant. As always, I'm joined by Mike A. Hello. Mike B. Yep, yep. And Nate. <coughs> Sorry. That was him. <coughs> Sorry. Chicken fries. Go. So what'd you guys think? I actually had something funny to say. I actually legitimately choked on ghost chili or ghost pepper chicken fries. So mm. seems like a you problem. Well well no, no the problem is the people listening while I'm eating. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Triggering my misophonia. That was like in my brain. That was disturbing oh, yeah. on so yeah. many levels. A little ASMR going on here. I was going to say, are you, are, you, are you still doing the videos from, from today? <laughs> doing ASMR? <laughs> yeah. yeah. With the Hakeem and everything. Yeah. Fuck you. Anyway. Yeah. um, I, I guess I'll lead off. Since I'm yes. Slightly eating. Um, liquid death. So <laughs> waiting on you. Yeah, I know. So, I, this is hard, dude, because I like Guy Ritchie films a lot, like a lot. I really like Guy Ritchie films, and I see a lot of his his style and his taste and everything in this. But man, if there's one thing, English. And then don't get wrong or get wrong every single time. It's fucking combat. <laughs> and I, 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 oh man, that it was really, really disheartening for some of the parts of this movie. And I really wanted to like it considering the subject matter. Um, it's something I feel very strongly about our, our pull out of Afghanistan. And it's like, you know, fucking sucks. And I really like, I would have to say just going into my, my paragraph intro, which is now longer than a paragraph of Brian's going to kill me is, uh, I think it, I think it's about 50% really well done and 50% really shitty. That's, that's how I feel about it. And, and, but it's not like shitty is in the sense of like, I hate it and don't watch it. It's just doesn't hold up to the same caliber of what we've seen in the past, specifically from Guy Ritchie. So, you know that that kind of sucks, but but I mean you know I I need to do I need to look at some information, but yeah it's the stuff I liked I really liked and the stuff I didn't like I really didn't like so that's what I got for this one. Mike A, I'm curious. Uh, I didn't hate it. Um, I, I didn't hate it at I all. I don't hate it. I just am disappointed yeah. by aspects of it. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's like. Guy Ritchie, so I kind of like knew. I was like, okay, it's gonna be like a thriller, you know. It's it's like your typical kind of thriller, um, you know, mixed in with the war with a war movie. So, um, I thought it was it was well done, you know. I thought it was well done. I I um I didn't read anything about this. I didn't I I didn't see it obviously before this. So uh, I don't know. I was kind of curious as to where it was going in the first half hour, even like an an hour in, it was like kind of still channeling like, okay, this is going in directions I wasn't expecting. Um, I thought it was interesting about, you know, 
30 minutes in, I'm like, is this based on anything that, you know, is this based on an actual story? It's not. Um, so for an original, you know, story, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, well done. I, I, I love Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor. I think he's awesome. So, uh, I thought he was perfect for this role. You know, Jake Gyllenhaal is great at playing weirdos and playing people who are like on the verge of breaking, you know, like, you know, going nuts. And it's like, this is his kind of role. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I, uh, I thought it was well done in many ways. Um, I don't think it was the greatest thing ever, but you know, I, it's okay. You know, it's not bad. Um, can't really comment on the, the, the combat and all that. I mean, there are, you know, parts where they're like, there, I, while I was watching it, there were times where I was like, okay, you know, it's, we're getting to that trope where it's like the million of, you know, disposable enemies are all missing every time and they, they hit hit home every time they fire there was a little bit of that but um other than that i thought it was pretty interesting um brian it tries to do too much and it fails at both things it tries to do um i really am surprised like nate said that this is a guy richie movie like this is the guy that made snatch and lock stock smoking barrels like two of my favorite films of all time and then he does this it's um <clears throat> I don't know. It's it's not it's well cast, but it's just not well executed, in my opinion. And we'll get into it and stuff. But um, no, it's like, I don't know. It was a hard watch. And it just I really wanted and there really needs to be a good story about your interpreters and everything like that. You know what happened to these guys and how much they gave and how much they got shafted at the end of the day. Um, and it's just sad that, you know, there's not a good movie about that yet. This just feels rushed and and. I don't know. There's some things I like about it, but um, I don't know. It just it feels like a watered down Lone Survivor. And then they're like, by the way, let's put on fucking this part. So that's that's kind of what I feel. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it either. It was um, once I figured out what where it was going, I was like, okay, it's just gonna be like an action kind of suspense movie, and like Mike said, it just takes place in a war. Um, the message is, I like the message. It's a very I very feel I feel very strongly about it as well, but like I don't know, it's it wasn't good, it wasn't bad, it was entertaining, it kept my attention. Um, it was not really super realistic. That's my problem with. <laughs> um, it wasn't really. I mean, again, but I I for for this one, I just kind of was able to just suspend the disbelief and just be like, okay, whatever, it is what it is, like. We'll go into little details that I, I had issues with that just, I mean, it's not just, it's not just this film. It's again, it's tropes. It's the same shit you see repeatedly in many war movies from all eras. It doesn't matter which one. It's just all the same shit. It's just, it, it, it's become just like fucking, I expect it now. And then I'm proven pleasantly otherwise, if it doesn't follow those tropes to a T like this one did. Um, but overall, like I said, it's entertaining and, it brings attention to an issue that I personally dealt with after we pulled out of Iraq um, with the interpreters. So that I really did appreciate that, that it told their story a little bit um, and you know how they actually were more than just translators. Like they made that very clear in the film. Like they actually would help out and say, yeah, something's not, something's not adding up here that we didn't see. But anyway, um, that was really cool that they put that into there. But uh I don't know the gear. Of course, it's going to be special forces. It's it's not just going to be a conventional unit. 
of course, you know, it's all that. That's another trope and everything like that. And whatever. It wasn't awful. But, again, I, I, knew, what, I knew what to expect about 20 minutes in. It's like, okay, this is what it's going to be. So I'll just jump into it with this, and I'll ask Mike. What the fuck was Jake Gyllenhaal? Like, if we're going to follow his storyline of, like, whatever happens to him in the film, is he reservist? Did he get out? Like, it just, it's very strange. He, he probably got medical. He probably got medical. I think, yeah. I think they just breezed over the fact he got medically discharged. Yeah, but it was just, yeah. four weeks is a very short period of time to, to They get. said four months, right? I thought four it was weeks. four weeks. Four weeks. Four weeks? Yeah. Four weeks till he's in the hospital, then three weeks till he's home. And like that, that's. I thought it, I thought it said months. No. Four weeks, three weeks. Yeah, I remember seeing weeks. So it was like a month and a half, maybe two. It was two. such a short period of time, and it's like, what? No, this takes, this is very just, long. I can double you know? check, but I'm pretty damn sure. It was Please not. double check, because if it's weeks, then I have a really big problem. I, maybe sure my brain just weeks. wanted to see months, because that makes more sense. That's months makes sense, too. but the but I just adding up the time, and I'm just like, what is, like I said, he's like a, a, a reservist that's got a super duper MOS where he can like go to Afghanistan, and then like, I'm now home at the car place. Like, it just... It did not make any sense to me. No, he wasn't a reservist. He was JTAC. So he's a fucking joint terminal attack controller. So he's basically a combat controller in the army. Yeah. It, you're going to um, retain those guys as much as you possibly fucking Yeah, they're going to be active duty as well. Yeah. Like, so it, but he so just, they're not going to be reservists. It, like, he just seemed to breeze through. And it's just like, what are you doing? You know? And then it's also based before the fall of Afghanistan because there's still PMCs in country. So oh, it's 2018, yeah. Yeah, so it's all in, the, think, in that late time period. I think I would have appreciated maybe maybe some of this would have been a little bit more believable if this they did something with the store because they say at the end like you know the what a 20 year campaign or something like that like yeah maybe this would have been more interesting if they stretched this out to be like a period of, of, of over years or something you know like this happened way back in the day. And then later on in his life, you know, once he's out of the military, like 2011 and he's doing it like 20. 2019 or something yeah like that. something Which like i guess that. they like, did in 2018 but, right you know. i just i think it would be more interesting if it was kind of stretched out to a long period of time nate uh by the way i did confirm it's four weeks then three weeks <laughs> yeah i'm calling complete dude if you if you got shot in the fucking in the in the forearm and the leg and you were that dehydrated and that beat up and you had a tbi from the fucking multiple head wounds you sustained um yeah, four months is even a very, very short time for recovery. My one of my guys I went to high school with, he was um, a recon marine, and he got shot through the leg. And it took him like, I don't know, three months to be able to walk again, like normally, kind of normally, three months, and then he had to go through a shitload of physical therapy and shit, and he ended up getting medicaled out because he couldn't, you know, it took most of his muscle out of his leg, but. That was, it took him a long time to recover just to be able to walk, much less be back on active duty or be out. And then it took him a long time to get medical too. He sat at 29 Palms for fucking six months while they were doing his paperwork and he just was sitting there rotting. So yeah, four weeks, bullshit. Three weeks after that, bullshit. It's the U.S. government. Yeah. Everything takes fucking forever, you know? Well, that, uh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, it would cool if it was spread out over like two decades or I, something. I will, I will say, and I guess I'll jump into it now in this sense. I did really, I something that that I'll jump into it this way. Guy Ritchie films normally do not suffer from bad dialogue or bad character interaction. Right. This film, <clears throat> excuse me. This film 
does a really good job with character interactions and dialogue. It is something that Snatch does very well. It is something that Lock, Stock, and Barrel does very well. It's very much even his other films, and even King Arthur, if you've ever seen that movie. That movie's a diabolical, weird piece of shit, but it, it has good interactions. And I think... Um, I think this is something that this movie really does stand out in that sense. Um, yep. The dialogue is not is kind of far fetched in the sense of like military banter, what people guess is military banter again, but it's not terrible. And I think it's funny and humorous enough to to consider to not be so jarring with some of the stuff. Um, and I really love the character development and the stuff between the, our, our main character and the interpreter. I really like the way this was done. The other thing that Guy Ritchie does very well is showing um, showing uh, lapse of time, summarization of shots, and new, although it's not new anymore because he does the same fucking shots every movie, but I really still love the way he reinvents the way he does those things. Um, there's wonderful shots in this movie. Um, mainly through the summarization of time and the whole or the montages of time passing remembering. He's always done really well with that. Um, and I think that really shows in this movie. The, unfortunately, <clears throat> the thing that really suffers in this movie, to me, is the combat. 110%. It brings it down so much. And, I, and, yeah. I, and not in the sense of like being unrealistic... Or, I mean, yes, but, but, but the unrealistic in a sense, it's just, it seems very cheap. I felt yeah. like I was watching Hyena Road. Yeah, the, the digital, like, stuff. Yeah. With, 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 when you compare it to the quality of the rest of the film and the caliber of the rest of the film, the combat sequences and what the combat sequences do to forward the plot are very lazy and very cheap. And I think that's what really pulled me out of this whole film entirely um but anyway brian go ahead um i wanted to talk about the dialogue but while we're here i wanted to to jump on to what you're saying so this is an interesting movie and it, for one reason alone this was this started production during rust and the whole rust problem right and oh, they banned right, guns on set right, and they only right, used airsoft right, guns right Oh, that makes sense. And it with shows. Oh, okay. And Guy Ritchie, Guy Ritchie came out and saying, I don't understand why Hollywood used guns for so long. They were always too dangerous, and I, I hated forgot. having them on set. Okay. And yep. it shows. It fucking shows. Like, yep. completely, it shows. The, the only comment sequence I like was when they go to the IED factory, and, like, they kill those three guys, like, instantly. It's like, okay, wow, you shoot and people die. Like, at least that was nice. There's not, like, mags dumping left and right. But other than that, it, you could tell that everything was added in post. Like, you know, it's all... You got to think about how that was filmed. It's completely quiet. And they're, like, choreographing guys dying. And choreographing go to certain places with no noise, with no shot, with no nothing. It's like, yeah, it, obviously it's going to be like shit. Because you're missing... It's like having a, a fucking play without an orchestra. What are you doing? You know, it's you're, you're missing a key element of, of, of the whole pacing and the fighting and whatever. So yeah, it just it really shows, and it's unfortunate. And I hate that he's bragging about it because it's like, dude, you made a subpar film. No, it makes it shit, dude. Yeah, it, it makes yeah. it subpar. It yeah. really does. 
I, I totally forgot about that. Thank you, Brian. That totally makes yeah, sense. Yeah, put some context to it. Even IMFTB doesn't mention it, but they're all airsoft guns. They're all grass blowback. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're all, you are 100% right, and that explains so much. Yeah. That explains so much. Yep. The way it was filmed and how it was filmed and why I'm like, why are you using the, why are you filming so wide? Why are you, when you're, when you, when your whole film style is up close and personal, like, why are you so wide? And they, and it's because he has to, they shot reason. it in Spain and it's mostly European crew. So we know how European films are with firearms to begin with. And now you just add fake guns on top of that. It just, you know, you're trying to film this hardcore movie about the war in Afghanistan and like tit and tat fighting and shit and like you're using fake firearms that like you just it doesn't work and a stunt crew having to fill in those gaps because they have mm -hmm. to coordinate like that and that explains that explains the last comment i just did as well yeah that totally explains it um even though what you just said there um i i actually did want to bring that up like even though this is an r an r-rated movie like it did seem to me that the there was not a lot of brutality in this when it came to like the war and shit like that. I mean, we didn't see any real like grotesque, you know, combat or, and, um, and we also didn't see any, like we saw like the aftermath of someone being tortured on video or at one point, but, um, uh, we didn't see any like crazy civilian, like, you know, massacre kind of stuff or anything like that. Uh, very, uh, uh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 you, you go, go ahead. ahead. I, didn't, I thought you were done. I am done. Oh, okay. I, I was going to say I agree with you in that sense because I was wondering why this got an R rated and it's just probably because of how many F-bombs are in it. Yeah. Yeah. Which which is fine. I mean, I'm not I don't need everything to be pushed to the wall of brutality and 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 whatever in a war film, but it felt very PG-13 like for the states. It would have been rating. It, it would have been if it would, if they just if they didn't have any, you know, uh if they didn't have any F-bombs in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did I yeah it it, it really okay, I'm just I'm still digesting what Brian said that absolutely makes so much fucking sense now oh my god I forgot he was one of the forefront runners of that going I don't need real firearms in my films and I was laughing going have you seen your fucking films yeah you <laughs> dude agree, the brand you know the brand in lock stock and smoking barrel. Like the, yeah, what the fuck? Is the Desert Eagle yeah. .50 in Snatch, and the whole your whole focus is the on Russian. guns and stuff. The Russian, the best. By the way, if anyone's not seen that fucking film, you Stop really should. Stop listening to this and watch it right now. The best fucking scene is him getting out of the car. I'm not going to ruin anything more about that. Anyway, <laughs> I fucking love that movie. But like, whether the director, what Guy Ritchie's view on politics and and gun guns and all that kind of stuff, I don't give a fuck. The quality of the work suffers. Yeah. And it it really does suffer from it because it 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 felt like he was he kind of used it as like to me now knowing this it feels like well I can do we can do just as well without them no you really fucking can't if you're gonna hit that kind of level of 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 stuff you can absolutely do that with another lock stock and barrel copy absolutely fucking but not with a fucking Afghan war stuck behind enemy lines type of scenario. There's no fucking way that works. I'm sorry. It, it, it really does suffer from it, but Jake Gyllenhaal is fucking awesome. in it. so I'll just say that. That's a, yeah. This movie is, it, it's carried by its cast. Dude. I, I fucking love the drunk scene in this movie though, where he's yeah. like, you fucking all put me on all. <laughs> like I, it's great. It felt very night crawler. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jake Gyllenhaal is great when he is like playing people who are just you know on the brink of 
just insanity, you know, like unhinged. That, I'd say, yeah, just unhinged. Yeah. Have Brian or, or Mike B? Have you guys seen Nightcrawler? I no. actually haven't. I know about it though. It's very interesting. It's mm-hmm. very. It's odd. It's, it's a yeah, it's a very it's a interesting very, movie. It's a very <laughs> odd Jake Gyllenhaal movie. We'll just but that's that. the thing. That's where he because like when he's first started off, they were trying to kind of put him in like pretty boy roles, and then eventually it's like no, he's great at playing weirdos, Donnie playing, Darko. Like, yeah, and playing people who are just like pissed the fuck out, like prisoners is another one where he's that kind of character. Um, you know, I think he find, he he started to do that when he did Jarhead. That was kind of when it was like his break from that kind of pretty boy type thing you know but yeah he's good in this like he's, he's good in most things you know i i think it's hilarious seeing him in early parts and they're like what was that that fucking like sands of time movie or something that he was in um it was like some weird fantasy thing it was like he's not a john snow type people no no we can't do this he was on um that wing show uh, first we feast not too long ago um mm. And it's a pretty good hot show. ones. Yeah, yeah, hot ones. Yeah, it's it was a pretty good interview. Yeah. And he talked a bit about this film, and he said that he's never had an experience like this before because there wasn't like any shooting list or, or whatever. Like every day they decided what to shoot. And I remember hearing that like, what the fuck? Like you just woke up and say, yeah, let's go. You know, do this today or that today. And that kind of shows in the movie because like I, I feel like oh, some yeah. things are disjointed from other days that they were shooting, and it's just like it's more like an experiment we're not going to use guns and we're just going to do it like we want to do it and it's like well that's going to show because chaos behind the camera shows up in front of the camera more than you'd expect so um i can't remember i I looked up the guy's name i don't remember his real name but the guy who played the interpreter i thought was fantastic and it's the only reason why this movie holds up um, because Jake Gyllenhaal's on a cart from a, for a quarter of it. <laughs> for a part of it, you know? yeah. Yeah, and so, like, I've seen him in other things. Um, really, really good. Really, really good. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Really good. And I, I hope he's in more stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he was great. They were both great together. Like, they, they were great as, you know, uh, as, a, as a duo in this. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, is that with Guy Ritchie, and uh, and I will, I'll stop like going off about Guy Ritchie in one sec. But like those those montage scenes, scenes and, I, and I'm going to say it one more time is are really were really good in this film. And I really liked the he always always has done slow motion and, and Dutch angles and stuff like that. But I don't know, man, just was really good. And then like I and like I said before, and it's like you go to the next level of the the whole the combat stuff going back and forth and it's like the caliber does not match the rest of the film it's like you have these really awesome fucking shots and feeling and emotion and everything with that and then it's you know <laughs> just like dust cloud cgi number 25 on action yeah. on action uh essentials action essentials yeah yeah it's like by it's andrew kramer rough. go ahead brian question I'm pretty sure I'm right in this assessment, but towards the end of the film, we're at that dam and everything, and it's amazing how nice infrastructure they have in Afghanistan for a country that's, you know, been at war for 50 years. But there's the cobra that flies through, and I'm pretty sure that's not a real cobra. I, I No, that was CG. That was CG. I spotted it right when it, I saw not it. Not a good CG either. Yeah. It's bad. Uh, that was the last thing I wanted to go into, but we can watch into that now. AC-130, 
horrible CG. Cobra, Ten feet off the horrible ground. Horrible CG. Yeah. yeah. They're, it, like, they're like they're like digital plugins from a program. Yeah. That they like just, bought just you know, off a website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just I keep the burp. Yes. That's Mike's thoughts on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll keep that in there. I ignore. I mean, just just so people know, uh, Mike just burps randomly and like, straight into the mic, and his goal is to see if he can keep it in. And I, I, I for most part, I keep some of them in. I if it's like dead air and or like Paul's talking, I cut them out. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> sure, he appreciates that. I'll keep that one in there. Yeah, but like I, it was I, a little wet. It was a little wet. Yeah, I, I. It, just, it was so bad. That was so. I hated that whole entire scene. Yeah, I hated well, that whole dude, entire scene. It, the only real thing was Toyota with a Toyota Tacoma as a fucking Taliban speedrunner. Like that's the only yeah. thing real in that whole entire sequence. They, they fucked that up though because there wasn't a fucking dishka bending the frame to its yeah, fucking limits. Yeah, yeah, welded yeah, on yeah, yeah. to the fucking bed of the truck, moving yeah. at every fucking. Yeah, 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 they got that wrong. I got that part wrong. I guess there's a budget thing. They don't have any fake. They need a guy like refueling it with like with gasoline coming out of like a windshield washer like bottle. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they also need to have it running on fucking two out of four cylinders. (laughs) It's not realistic if it's running on all four. Is that a Honda? No, it's broken. All all I'm gonna say though, all I'm gonna say though, if you're gonna have Homelander come rescue you, why isn't he in uniform? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, like, just like you could at least done something there. I don't know if Mike's seen the boys because he didn't react. So I don't know. I'm not a cinephile, oh. so I, I don't. I don't. That's not really a cinephile. It's not a cinephile. That's a shitty like, Amazon show. It's, it's a fucking guilty pleasure. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of people who like the boys. Um, I have never seen it myself, but uh, but yeah. Um, well, it, dude, like that's where. So, like, throughout this movie, I was just like please don't fall into tropes that I'm like, I'm like, you know, mind detecting for them as I'm watching the movie. I'm like, cause yeah, I mean there, so we're, when I'm watching it, we get to the point where they're being tracked down and it's like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid, you know, like they're running, they're running, they're running and they're like trying oh, not, you know, uh, to be tracked and all just, that stuff. You just, you just jazzed my brain. Go on. No, sorry. Go. <laughs> okay. I, have a, I have a rant to go on. You're, you're talking okay. about mind detecting the fucking minds on the top of the fucking ground. You can see them all <laughs> in this film. You can see all the tropes a mile away. It's like, Oh, there's a fucking minefield. There. I don't need a detector with this movie. Yeah, there's but, a bunch uh, of anti-tank mines just sitting on top of the fucking dirt. Right, like, but I'm just like, that's what you need. But like, I'm always, I'm always thinking like, you know, 10, 20, 30 minutes ahead. I'm like, okay, what is going to happen at this point? And I was just like, once they're being tracked down by these guys, and it keeps cutting back to the uh, the commander of this faction or something like that, and he's like, go get them. I want them alive. He says it like, I want them alive. And when he said, I want them alive, I'm like, oh my god, please don't have this be one of those movies where they end up tied to chairs sitting in front of the villain while he gives them a speech. Like, I thought it was going there. there I, really I did, did too. I, that's where I was like, oh my God, please don't have it be. The, if it does, I'm going to hate this I thing. I hope you like yeah. your balls, American. <laughs> right, yeah. So like, won't like have the them again. Royale, Afghanistan. Yeah, Russian. and Jake Gyllenhaal and the interpreter are just, you know, like, fuck you, asshole, you know, and stuff like that. And um, it thankfully it didn't go that route, but it came close. So Brian was going to say something. Hit him, man. Well, I wasn't going to say that. The, the, uh, <laughs> but also, you know, apparently, you know, like all the baddies, they have flags of their faction everywhere. So I guess I belong to the Viet Cong. Going by that trope. Yeah, what <laughs> the hell? <laughs> all the white flags, you know. Uh, well, like, it, well, like it just, I the one, I Mikey reminded me of a thing I wanted to go on. Okay. 
and I'm going to use a very common phrase here only on this podcast. Why in the chicken fried fuck? <laughs> Whole chicken fried fuck. Whole chicken fried fuck. Would you stop moving knowing that behind you, those guys would continue to move. Unless you're like we're going to fall over exhausted, you find a place to go hide in. Not fucking be in the middle of the open on top of a fucking hill. If you can go, you go. And that is the doctrine. You keep moving until you fucking cannot. Well, it was also getting to be nighttime, and they had, they had they didn't have any night vision devices. It's not really wise oh. to move at night in unfamiliar terrain at night. At like, the same point, though, then they wake up and they're like, "They're four, they're two minutes behind us. You ready to go?" Let's well, they they should have been up before the like as the sun was coming up when you can see three feet in front of you. Then you start moving. You don't we don't wait until it's light out. That yeah, I, I give you that. One thing that was annoying, and, and actually, I'm gonna ask you this, Birch, to confirm, but he has attack radio on him. Like they have a range of, I'm pretty sure, most a mile. Like, why wouldn't he be keying the fucking shit out of that thing when he knows a QRF is arriving? Like, yes, he's being chased, but like, your birds are in the air; they're gonna be looking for you. Like, there's some gonna, there's some. But they, but they were they they that got all fucked up. Like QRF was going to the mine. True, it but, wasn't going, but they were so close yeah. in the, the, I mean, yeah, it's Afghanistan and the, the, what, but like you have a radio, you have some way of communication and they know that you have a certain frequency you'll be on. Why are you not doing that? Why are you not communicating? He was probably more than a mile away and he didn't know when they were going to be there. So he kept moving. You probably can hear that. That's just my guess. I, I hear you, but it's just like you, you have your best way to communicate with somebody on your fucking chest. Like unless you we, get hit or anything like Still they a, tried when they were rolling, though. They tried, and no, no, nothing came through. Oh, they, they said we're out of range. Oh. Yeah, they tried. Um, yeah, uh, yeah Ahmed I, tried I, in the I truck. Do, I do remember that. Yeah, oh, okay. he was calling. He was calling the. He was calling them, and he was like, "We're out of range." Fuck. But still, so. like you know, they're going to be searching. Like you know, it's just think about what happened when Bo Bergdahl, if I'm getting that right, when he went, you know, missing. They had a huge search for fucking a month or two. You know, guys looking everywhere. It's like yeah, guys, a lot of guys get killed looking for him. Yeah, fucking a. But like, it just. You have a means of, of some form of communication, and while it might not work at this moment, like two hours, key, like something, like come on, you know. It's just in real life, QRF, they would have probably it would have been a big, um, it would have been a fucking big to do. It would it would have been okay. You've got two guys missing because they said that you know his entire fucking team gets wiped out. Which, to the credit of a film, they showed that fucking even the baddies are not invincible. I did appreciate that, like. All of his whole fucking team of these really elite guys, these operators, get fucking mowed down in a gunfight, and then he's he's left out there. I, I it was cool because usually it turns out like the rest of the movie where it's just the U.S. just gunning everybody down. They might take a, a casualty. Oh, somebody's hit. Turn and get that bitch off and stay in the fight. You know, just badass. Okay, so what I think would have happened, from what I understand, is two guys are missing. They can't have gone that far. You've got birds in the air. You've also got these really cool things on your uniform called IR glint strips, or you have a fucking panel that you have. And even if they go, okay, well, he's probably a mile away, you're in the fucking air. You can see this shit. And like you said, he would have probably heard the birds, right? And they would have, they would have scrambled some shit because the last thing you want is to have guys captured. That's the last fucking thing you want. If you recover the bodies, it's game over. It sucks, but it's actually better than having them captured. So they would have had a big, a big shindig going on. QRF would have been like, fuck, these two guys are missing. We're going to go and try to find them. We'll set up a perimeter, all that shit. 
and then the birds would have been out there and they would have probably been recovered fairly quickly. But then the movie couldn't have gone on for another hour and a half. So exactly. I mean, if they had just had his radio get damaged in the fight or something like that, at least cut off that whole means. But like you said, you have this whole organization that their job is to look for people when they go missing. So yeah. yeah, And then like fucking 20, 30 tallies with fucking shitty Toyotas. Pretty easy for a gunship to take out. Not that hard. And then send QRF in behind go, Oh, well, here's a truck that, you know, doesn't look like it was hit by us. So maybe they're over here. You know, something like that. And then, hey, set up a fucking area. set up a search around here. Yeah. Realistically, I think if if it showed how the U.S. or the coalition forces work, they should have been picked up within about an hour or two. Um, they should have been rescued. And that's that. That's my opinion on the whole matter. Yeah. I mean, just, if you look at Red Wings, like, the, you know, obviously with horrible, but there was a fucking Chinook on the way within two, an hour, you know. And oh yeah, it fucking it, it like you don't fuck around with guys missing. No, 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 no. You you don't fuck around with that. Like yeah. that's yeah, that's um. This is a broken arrow like situation. It's just like or like Vietnam prayer fire. Like everything's showing up. It might take some time, but it's coming and it's not leaving until bodies or or something. Everybody happens. who's available is on that fucking point oh, yeah. because <laughs> yeah, and like that's the thing too is like I said, you've got IR glint tapes in your uniform. You've got actually they issued us like we were just grunts and they issued us this IR strobe thing on your helmet that we carried. No, 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 no. It, it, we put it in our in our in a pouch or in a in a pocket or something. Yeah. But like if you're going out and doing shit, at least one guy would have it with him at least at least. And that way, if you hear birds, it like it strobes. And that's right. IR. You see him fucking an IR. And shit. Yeah, through through oh, the yeah. Th- through the um yeah through the the goggles. Yeah, it's, it's bright. Yeah, it's 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 like a fucking laser, basically. Yep. And it's like, okay, there they are. You know? And then you go and pick them up. You don't have to have a fucking radio. You've got you've got really easy technology. Everybody's everybody's got it. Pogues have it. Operators have it. It's all the same thing. It's there for a reason. It's there for this reason. And they, they didn't show that at all. So yep. but then again, again, like I said, the movie would have been forty five minutes then. Well, it's like 1917 in a way, <laughs> you know, like, oh, well, we're going to ignore right column. Hey, and we're going to go into left column. You know, <laughs> like, what the fuck? So, uh, you got to Yeah, I, it's just fucking it's, stupid. It's, it's, again, I said this when we did 1917. It's the classic, you know, thing of someone coming up with an idea, but then not following through on the, the actual logistics of how it would go down, you know, coming up with an idea. Oh, this is how I want this to be. It's like, well. But not 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 knowing and not following through on how it actually would happen, so they can so they can have their idea. Oh, God, God, fucking well dead. said, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that was like on the verge of burp, dude. Yeah, that, oh, that was a verb. That, that was that was horrible. It was a light verb. It was not bad. Um, um I I um. <laughs> I don't, I lost Get some hitchhikers of that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, wasn't the best. Wasn't uh, the worst. The the the, the one thing the, I was going to say. Was, right next to my ear. Jimmy Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Guy Ritchie. Oh. No, no, no. Guy Ritchie. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's at a bridge. Oh. G- give me, give me something to write on. Give me something to write on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The AC-130, I have to get this out, otherwise I'm going to fucking lose it again. The AC-130, the I thought the shot, 
and showing them like just obliterating those guys on that fucking ridge and everything. That was cool. That that con- yeah. the concept yeah. of that was cool. You could have shown it in the air, and I would have been like upset with that. Why did you zoom out and make it look like it's fourteen feet up in the air? Like that thing is orbital in terms of the shot placement. Not really, but the shot placement. That thing's orbital. You can't fucking see it. Why does it need to be like that? And it's like, oh, you just need to make sure they know where it is. It's like, oh my god. And the cobra going through the fucking like road to knock that out. It's just like, my god. The like, green just... berets gets gunships more accurate than this movie. <laughs> the, this... It's funny though. Both <laughs> that the, was made both... fifty three years ago. It's funny though that the, both the green berets in this movie use both of those things for some nice military porn. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, for that's sure. all I see when I yeah. see that stuff. It's just like, it's like okay, this has gone on long enough to where they're just showing off. Yeah, you know? it'll only take a minute. <laughs> right. Those Spectre gunships, though, mm-hmm. if you got one of those flying overhead, you done fucked up, and you're not going to be here much longer. Well, like you're you're done. According to Call of Duty logic, he got forty kills, so he was able to access the Spectre. You know. So. <laughs> there, you, hey, there you go. Prestige. Yep. <laughs> fucking yeah, but that was that was cool that they had the forty millimeter going, just fucking. Like, all right, we're going to open up with the 105, and then you just see fireballs, which is fucking retarded. I hate that shit. I <laughs> fucking, CGI fireballs. But it, it was like. in black and white, Mike. You can't complain. I mean, it's a lie. No, no, it's no. When, the they, when they showed the hillside. The black it's and like, white. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's fucking. Re- I, I, I fucking. And then, like, when the grenade goes. I know he put it on the fuel tank, or I think, right? Yeah. Also, the spoon was did, still yeah. on. What a that shitty prop that was. That spring would totally fucking because he pulled it. Yeah, yeah. it would totally Dude, charge. Like I, so I rolled my, I rolled my eyes at that part, but I was like, at least, because I, I thought he was just gonna block the truck and then they're gonna run. I was like, that's not gonna hold them back for like more than five <laughs> seconds. And I then, thought then, then when he did put the grenade on, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Set the whole thing on fire, just let it go. You know. I thought he was going to booby trap it. I thought he was gonna. Pull the pin with the spoon under the tire so when they moved yeah. the truck, it was going to blow up on them. Well, when, when the spoon didn't come off, I'm like, did he place it in a certain way where if they move it, it's going to do that? Like you said? That's what I thought. No. Yeah, but no, I just. Check this out. Yeah. Oh. Bye, Mike. <laughs> One Mississippi, two All Mississippi. <laughs> All of a sudden, the Mike's camera just goes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the way it works, though. Like, and they also, grenades do smoke. Like the right. smoke comes out of the, where the fucking yeah. primer gets hit. That yeah, can that was fucking cool. I hope the mic picked that up. That was cool. <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean, the, you pull the pin, let the spoon fly, and right, mark two fragment, boom. <laughs> yeah, 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 I wish yeah. you were recording video of that so you could do like an edit where he's like, see, it's just like that. Then all of a sudden his camera just goes out. Right, just goes out. <laughs> yeah. To just prove fuzz, a point, Mike, Mike uh, blew himself up. Just like that yeah. sniper in the fucking mine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God. oh, my God. God, yeah. Dude, also, okay, with that, I know what they were, I know what they were, what, I fucking, you're right. Limey should not be in charge of anything combat related on film. <laughs> the last time, unless the they last went time, to war, unless they went to war, because there are guys that are Limeys that went to Afghanistan or fucking. Yes. Yeah, but so. they don't have enough money to become a fucking director and suck at making yes. shit like that. <laughs> but I like, mean, the last time, the last time any American should have given a fuck about what a Limey thought about guns or anything else was July 3rd, 1776. <laughs> That's my fucking opinion. I stand by it because this fucking, the, the, you, you Shout see out the results and the fruits that are happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Paul. Yeah. Love you, buddy. Hey, Paul. I'll see you at the harbor. Down at the harbor. You know? 
<laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go have like a cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a really um, big cup of tea, you know. <laughs> but no, he really shit. You can you can tell once. And here's the thing too. To be fair, there are a shitload of American directors and writers that completely that, shit the bed with diarrhea yeah. on anything combat or gun related. <laughs> oh yeah. So what? Please would. Oh, gross. Sorry, I had a... He, he, he was talking about uh, PG. Paul Gross. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard that, Nate. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I wasn't listening. I was, Although he's Canadian. I'm what grossed I, out. They, no, they shouldn't touch it either. They're they kind of America. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, Canadian's the worst. <laughs> it's a combination of shitty America and shitty England that is all combined into one shitty fucking country. As Devin said, every good Canadian eventually becomes a good American. So, <laughs> well, it's funny because years ago on my YouTube channel, I'd post a video of like uh, an SKS or an SVT forty or some shit, and then post prices and stuff. And Canadians were like, oh, uh, you guys, uh, you don't know what it's like. We can get a uh, Soviet SKS for two hundred bucks." <laughs> and so I, I, I was like, "Yeah, how are you feeling now, fuck stick?" <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I hope I, you got a. I hope you got a whole fucking crate of them. They got so many nice Soviet surplus, and they were so smug about it for so long. So yep, fuck you. So yeah, yeah go fuck yourselves, fuck you. you fucking Canucks. I hope you like that limiter on your SKS now. So yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> jokes Brought on you. By Justin Trudeau. Yeah, <laughs> yep. But anyway, um, so, but yeah, I mean this this fucking the God the, the one of the tropes too that I, I'm so fucking sick of. Metal is bulletproof. Okay, thanks for thanks for reminding me of that one too. We'll get a quarter inch plate of aluminum steel that just guards electrical housing on a dam. Nathan, it's only three nine. What are you talking about? Three nine. A fucking car door. Yeah, car door. So no, the one thing that fucking drives me nuts, especially in like modern shit, it sometimes happens with older shit. Somebody's got an M4. They're they're. I mean, I'm sorry, it's an M4A1 all the time, every time. And um, when they're going to, it shows it through the little. ACOG, which is not the reticle that that would have had. That's a different site. But anyway, um, it shows it through there and it goes a burst. It's like, hey, uh, uh, talk to the operators and talk to any fucking combat arms. Your selector rarely goes forward. I mean, you have to be really fucked for it to go forward. Now, it should have been pop down, pop down, pop down. A, ammo conservation. B, it's more controllable. You're going to hit your fucking target. You're not going to waste, you know, three more rounds. And it's just like, that's in every fucking modern, like everything, like, well, it's in everything. It sucks. It's one of those fucking, those cookie cutter stamp tropes. It's like, okay, got this. We can proceed. It's It's like, Jesus Christ. And then, yeah, the fucking metal, dude, a car door, a fucking nine millimeter will go through a car door. A nine millimeter out of a pistol will go through a fucking car door. So you're telling me that a 3.9, a 7.6239 is not going to... Because in, in that one scene where they're dri- when they first get the trucks at the mine, they're driving away, and all of a sudden there's a bullet hole that appears directly where the passenger's sitting. I forgot if it was one of the other operators or if it was Ahmed. Right fucking... It's like, dude, that would have gone through him, gone through his fucking ribs. He would have been toast. I mean, Dunsky. But no, and then they get, you know, like take cover behind fucking like nothing. Like, like, dude, like, literally metal that would maybe a 22 would block it. Dude, maybe. a fucking bow would go through that. Yeah. yeah, a fucking like compound bow, like an 80 pound <laughs> compound bow, will go through that. <laughs> it took me a second to realize what you were saying, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm serious. No, like, I, know. Fucking I, go, I know. It'll go right I'm through agreeing. that door. I'm agreeing with you. It's, I it's fucking ridiculous. hate that shit. What's in everything? Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal should have been that it should have. I understand he needs 
for that scene, let's say the damn scene in general, he needs to have eye. He needs to be able to see what he's firing at. I get it, and that thing is blocking him, so he'd hide. He'd want to hide behind it, but that thing would not h- stop anything. The cover or the, c- the cover that he would want would be the the concrete little well, structure. Even that, that was, he was next to. Even that, once they shoot it enough, it fucking compromises that shit really quick. And it, you're going to have a big fucking hole in there. And there's going to be rounds bouncing around inside. Not a good place to be. And okay, I, f- I missed one thing and then I'll stop rambling. Where I was going to talk about the sniper at the mine, right? Again, this relates to the metal thing. You're hiding behind a fucking 55-gallon drum, silhouetting the piss out of yourself on the top of a fucking hill when there's shrubbery and defilade right fucking next to you. Yep. I know why, they, I know why he did that, right? Because it looks cool. You know, he's got his bipod, you know, up facing forward. He's resting on this fucking piece of cover. It's like that thing would move, A. And B, easy fucking pickings, dude. It's, it's, you're 100% right. And to me, that makes me think of, uh, that definitely is an example to me of what I call cheap combat filmmaking. In my, in my head, it's what makes, in my brain, that's what makes it stand out as, like sci-fi quality combat like like sci-fi channel quality combat on a tv there you show go. and there was a lot of that in this movie exactly and it's not it's not it's not the actor's faults it's no, not no, no, no. it's nothing like they that actually... it's just it's like it's what they've been told it's how they want the, the frame the shot to be set up and it's people who don't understand exactly basic fucking <laughs> engagement and 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 cover and concealment and all that other shit. And there's sometimes they did it really well. That whole trench scene. Yeah. I actually jumped on that fucking shit where he's like, hey, Ahmed, I need you to wham. And then like that round. I jumped. I jumped. That was awesome. I fucking love that scene. Because I was like, oh, he's going to walk up on someone like he's been doing for four or five, six times now. And it was just like that sound design was fucking awesome. It was just like, wham. And I fucking jumped. I was like, holy shit. That's yeah. that's cool, you know, Brian. Uh, I really really like that. That was one of my favorite scenes. But it's quickly followed up by like fucking round impacts that make no sense for the geography and like where he is in the trench. They're just yeah. like it, it was. Yeah, it just it like this amazing, really good pull you out of the. Scene. I was like, where where is he coming from? Because I can't see him. No, it's like this amazing. It pulls you out of this like reality. Like holy shit! And then momentarily followed by like, what is there? Like are they underneath him? Like what the, what's going on? Like I, I, this, mole this, people. Like this, you know. It's like that whole meme with like the chicken, all the numbers. It's like what? I I, I don't know. You know. But then it's followed um, up yeah. by that really awesome uh, cinematography when he gets hit in the head and he's taking punches and stuff. Yeah, I loved that. And the again, that's a guy rich. Great. That that's a guy Richie. That's his expertise, and he does it so well. Um, you know. But it's really funny though. Just I'm I'm thinking about this real quick, and I don't mean to take it off of this film, but I just want to compare it to another film. I'm pretty sure. Did he do um Sherlock Holmes two? He did. Does anyone know? Yeah. He did. Uh, he did two. Um, I don't know. About I think him. he did this. this I, I thought he did series, all of them, but yeah. I yeah. thought he did Sherlock Holmes. I didn't know if he did Sherlock Holmes two. Yes, he did do. Okay, so th- uh, this further proves my point. This man says he can do it without guns and all that kind of stuff. That's really fucking funny coming from Sherlock Holmes too. Fucking unbelievable 
cinematography with the concept of understanding firearms. So I know he knows firearms. He does slow motion, and and Mike's laughing at me. What are you laughing? No, no, at? no I'm not laughing at. I'm sorry. I just I because we were trying to figure this out. I just went to his filmography. Uh, uh-huh. for, at the very bottom for TBA, it just says untitled action film. Oh god, <laughs> the Covenant like, Two Electric Boogaloo. So, so has everyone? Have, uh, this is going to be. This is. This might just hear me out. Has everyone seen Sherlock Holmes Two? No. No. I didn't. Brian, have, have you seen Sherlock Holmes Two? I think I've seen the first one, but I haven't seen the second one. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to explain this really quick. There's a there's a really good slow motion shot, and all the slow motion is understanding mechanics and firearms, and trajectories, and bullets, and bullets going through fucking trees. In slow motion, mm-hmm. uh, I think he used even G- Gavin Free from the slow-mo guys on YouTube, if everyone knows that name. Yep. He used him for those slow-mo cinematics. CG rounds going through trees, understanding that that concept. So why in the fuck is there a, a, like a thin-ass plate blocking bullets? Like that's just what I don't understand, and and that's and that's where I think this whole stand on we don't really need firearms, we can do everything, you know, with airsofts and C. It's a crockery. Yeah, it, it's 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 a fallacy. You need to have someone who understands ballistics. You need to have under, an editor at least, or someone of that caliber to understand that, or someone who can at least give that advice to when that goes through. Because, uh, uh Ridley Scott just said. This is my date the the pod, but it's like the the uh he just released like an article saying like everyone who's fact checking Napoleon get a life. Well, I'm sorry, like this is what we enjoy, so we're gonna nitpick the fuck out of your inaccuracies and all that shit. And I'm gonna nitpick the fuck out of directors who don't follow real life physics. Like mm-hmm. that I mean CG Jadaville. I love CG Jadaville. I've talked about this hundreds of times at this point. But the but the hiding behind a single brick layer wall stopping fifty cows bothers me every single fucking time yep and this bothers me the same way it pulls me out of it now do i need to see bullets rounds going through every single thing imaginable no but build the scene to be realistic don't build physics to make the scene and 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 i know that's hard to do when you really want something when something looks awesome like i get it i i understand that but at the same time it's very frustrating to go through movies like this and be like, well, now I see that and I can't unsee it. Now I, ha- now I hate this fucking scene. But I like this scene. So it's like, you're that's always why I had, I, That's why I said 20 minutes in, I had to suspend my disbelief. Yeah. I had to because I was like, I know exactly where this is going. Yeah. As soon as the first shot rang out, I was like, actually, no. When I had to do that was when they went to that fork in the road. Because I know, again, I know... I, I know why he did that. It's for the sake of the film. Yes, interpreters do that kind of shit. They say, something's not right. We shouldn't go down there. But he and his team, they said that was their fourth fucking combat deployment, right? They would fucking know that. An ANA guy telling you to go one way when you're like, no, we're going to go this way. Well, the rain washed that out. You would fucking know if the rain affected that area. That's your job. You have to know every when you're at that level and you're, you're you're doing that dangerous of an operation with that minimal amount of people and equipment, you will know all that shit. So, yeah, sure the interpreter sometimes might point something out that you miss, but that's a big thing. I mean, that's just as soon as the as soon as the ANA guy said, 
we need to go this way. I'm like, no, don't go that way. That's an ambush. Like, I mean, immediate, just bam, like that. And I wasn't fucking, I wasn't anything more than a grunt. And I, and it was beaten into our heads. Don't listen to them. Fucking a like, yeah. So I, that didn't make sense. And I was just like, all right, here's where this is going. Turn the switch, Brian plot and device. At, at this point in you know, in the war 2018, this is drone warfare. I mean, there's no way you guys are going to be going out there to do this thing without a predator on site, at least Correct. observing or doing something. So it's just like fucking stupid. You know, it, it, you're going to have the means to do it. And like you said, four years of being deployed. Yeah. Don't trust the Smurfs and don't trust the ANA. On that same token, though, it was nice to see the Afghan National Police looked like Afghan National Police. The guys that were their the, army. Well, the, the, the oh, guys, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, you yep, very yep. briefly see them, but I was like, yep. they looked really good. And then the actual ANA guys wearing the actual ANA camouflage, which was cool. Um, but yeah, it's just retarded. Like, what are you doing? No, it's it's like you. They set the whole thing up like it was two thousand one in a way. Like the way they started. Yeah, exa- that's exactly but what they it's fucking 2018. did. Like, no, this is a different. This is the third stage of the war by this point. And it's like we were there for seventeen fucking years, yeah. and we were in Iraq for fucking nine. We had learned a couple things by that point. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, <laughs> like you know? we had learned if an ANA guy says go this way, that probably means that there's an ambush. And you should throw that guy into a fucking orange jumpsuit and you know, a nice hot island in the Caribbean. Um, like Which fucking, bullshit. Yeah. uh, you know, why also was their Humvee not up armored? I know why you don't have to tell me why, but it's like, really, you're like the only fucking Humvee that's off base in country without armor. Like, yeah. Also, why great. are they using Humvees? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, they could be using MRAPs. That's a good point. Or those other crazy well, things. No, they use those little fucking dune buggy things. If they're doing something like that, usually. Yeah. ATVs as well. You see like columns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. UTVs, ATVs. Like they, they use, they use like small, fast, get you out of the situation just as fast as you got into it kind of things. Two Humvees going through the fucking desert alone, one's got a 50 on it, um, and one's completely open. It's like, no. I mean, I'm sure it happened. I wasn't fucking there, but like, again, in 2018, lessons had been learned. And you're the only one that can attest to this because I haven't touched them. I've only seen them, but... Can you realistically drive a Humvee 120 clicks without breaking down? I don't think so. From my <laughs> friends' experiences um, and stuff. No, those engines, especially in that heat. <laughs> dude, and those things get fucking abused. And okay, especially the up-armored ones. The the regular Humvee that they had, uh, 60 miles maybe, but that's a 120 round trip. So probably not. Uh, the up-armored one? Good luck. <laughs> Because you know what they did? They, they never upgraded the engine for the up-armor ones. They just put fucking 20 tons of, or 10 tons of armor on it and then expected the engine to fucking perform the, the same. Panther ideology, it's, you know? It's like, oh, the running gear yeah, is fine, it, but the, everything else is just more advanced. Don't worry about it. So. Yeah, don't. we're just going to tack on a shitload of extra weight onto this engine, overwork it consistently, and then wonder why it's always in the fucking motor pool. Like, Wow! I would give them something to do. Come on, American general. What the fuck? You should know in 1983 that, you know, it's 40 years. From well, and now, also when you, when you drive a Humvee, when you drive a fucking, any kind of vehicle, like combat arms, you, you're not, there's no feathering and like easing into an acceleration. It's on the floor, give it all it's got. And you fucking accelerate. There is none of that civilian driving shit. That also kills the fucking engine really quick. 
And if you're going out on something that, that it's basically a LERP mission, right? It's the equivalent of a LERP in, in modern days. You're not going to roll a fucking up armored Humvee, much less a regular Humvee. They're pieces of shit. They're one of the worst fucking vehicles. We should have just stuck with a fucking Jeep, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm not shitting you. The Humvee, everybody that has never experienced one or had to deal with them loves them because they look cool. They're wide. They're, they're fucking diesel. Oh God, they're so cool. They are gigantic, colossal hunks of shit. That's, that's me, by the way. I'm sorry. Uh, dude, that's er- dude. You know how many people I, I know who I, bought a fucking. Humvee? I really want one eventually, but I oh. everyone I've ever said that, especially anyone who's ex-military, is like, why in the fuck would you want that? The Christians are an inch. Oh. <laughs> what? Well, in the upper armor ones, they had they had nice seats, but again, that adds extra weight. And it also so in the upper armor ones, what really sucks is a regular Humvee. You've got a little bit of space, and your ass gets pounded. That's fine. You got a little Jeep cushion in there. Not a big deal. <laughs> But the up armor ones put this much fucking foam on the inside, right? And you get a nice, uh, not a nice seat, but a decent seat that also raises you up. So your space is literally cut in, in by about 30% and you have all your shit on and you try like, I, I did not fare well in the back seat of those fucking things. I had to sit there like this with my head down and they're like, look out the window. And I'm like, okay. Cause the, seat, the front seat's right fucking here. And I'm like, all right, I don't know if I can see anything, even if we fucking, whatever. It's like, I'm not going to do any good back here. So they're like, all right, just be the fucking gunner. And I'm like, oh, freedom. <laughs> I can move, you know? And and one thing I did like, though, okay, so at that at that fork scene, um, they did, whoever their advisor was was okay, and I'm sure he was limited by the director in yeah. this case because I did see a lot of things that indicated a decent military advisor. Okay? So, so did I. I wanted, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So when they, when they they whenever they stopped, the Gibbs or the guys in back get out and they immediately secure perimeter. That's what you do. Whenever you stop moving, whether it's a huge convoy or something like that, everybody that's not the driver, the driver always stays with the vehicle. The driver never gets out. So anybody who's not supposed to stay in that vehicle gets the fuck out and creates a perimeter 360 degrees security. And they actually did that. And it was like snap, 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 which is how it actually is. And I did appreciate that little detail. Because that's something that is not shown in a lot of... They just stop, usually. And they'll just sit in there. But it's like, no, 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 no. You got to get out. And they're all... You know, they're sitting there scanning and shit. That's what you do. And um, that was pretty cool. But then the rest of that scene was complete dog shit when he beats the fuck out of that guy. And then gets him to crack in, like, two minutes. Come on. Give me a fucking break, man. So, Brian. I will say this, though. I mean, yes, the Humvee in modern times is is really horrible because everything happened to it. But I would say the shining moment for the Humvee in its career was the Battle of Mogadishu. It was there when it needs to be there, and it you know it did its job well. And they show that very well in Black Hawk Down. But in modern times, you know, post the Cold War, post everything, yeah, it's it's it was it was obsolete by ninety five, ninety six. But if you're looking at its career, that's the that's its shining moment. That's when it, it did what it needed to do in that critical situation, you know, and there's probably guys will have stories from early invasion of Iraq and shit, like whatever. But it just in my mind, you know, it's like the vehicle did its job at, at that one occasion. Um, to, to, to go on a history tangent real quick, cause it's in my mind and I'm just curious before the Humvee is what the Jeep. Oh, it was the late M 38s 
Yeah, because yeah, but the, but the design it was, no, it was the mutt. It was the mutt. It was the, the mutt. The, mutt. The, the the improved Jeep. It was according. To, yeah, it was the yeah. MB slash GPW forty one to forty five, and then the M thirty eights came out after the war. I think forty eight, and they were used through Korea consecutively with the Jeeps, and then late fifties, early sixties, the mutt comes out because it's like a Jeep that was made out of aluminum. It's one tub, and you could lift it easier. It's like it's a very bare bones Jeep basically, and then the mutt was retired because of the Humvee, which is like twice the size, and it can't drive down roads in Europe. And it was like going to be our, our vehicle. I think eighty three is when they come out. If I remember correctly. So so early so the mutt, so, so, somewhere around so, there. So, it, yeah. so I'm going to look up a picture of it because I just don't. It's your know classic Vietnam yeah, or Jeep. It's very. Aren't, aren't they a little bit bigger? Aren't they a little bit bigger than the 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 original? Oh fuck yeah! By like three yeah. feet. Yeah. Wolverine two Jeeps are yeah. really 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 small. So like so, I know I barely fit in them. Yeah. yeah. So 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 just thinking out loud. Even it might be a bigger Jeep, it's still a Jeep. Let's use the certification yes. marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go- Google it really quick. Check okay. it out. Cause, cause, because that boggles my mind. So, so like, um, you know, the the you're going from a World War II style Jeep to the Mutt, which I see right now. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah they're a little bit bigger. Same they're style. a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Just a little yeah. bit lower to the ground, and they're easier to get in and out of and stuff. And I can see, I can see the progression the evolution to a humvee like structure i can see that with this right now um well the whole the whole concept of why the humvee is so fucking wide and i know you might know this but for the viewers or the listeners yeah. that don't know this is they made it so wide because they 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 had a problem with jeeps flipping a lot right that's a it's a it's a common issue right now they they said the humvee was basically unflippable oh i've it's fucking not trust no, me it's not, yeah. it's not it's not it's not that hard to flip a fucking humvee um, I've seen it and it's, oh my that God, happened so when, I, when I was working for the military, I didn't see it, but when I was working for the military, that happened during their, uh, their training. Program. Oh, it happens yeah. every time you're out there, every time you're out doing any kind of training, somebody's going to flip a fucking Humvee. It's, it's going to happen. And cause they're going to, cause again, a lot of people, even in the military think that it's not flippable because it's so wide. Oh no. It just. Yeah, it, it, it's fucking irritating. So, no, I, I do not like the Humvee. It's a piece of shit. So it's funny, the fucking, even the, yeah. just quickly, even the uh, the replacement, the MRAPs, they flip a lot too. My buddy was in one in Afghanistan and almost broke his arm because it fucking fell off a road. Like, you know. Well, they're very top heavy. That's yeah. the problem. They have the simulators and stuff for them, everything too. Or like, you know. Yep, yeah, like the, the, the rollover drill. The full yeah, mammal cans go, and shit. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, we had to do that. We had to do that shit. And it's fucking, God. So, so when did they retire the Humvee? officially they didn't so they but but you're saying mraps mraps is the mraps the next vehicles. evolution like, mrap mine resistant and i and i tank or and i'm sorry mine resistant what the fuck does i got mine <laughs> resistant I, don't know. I just knew mine resistant when mine i was res- working for the military they were talking about that replacing the humvee mine resistant ambush protected and they came out in south africa Okay. And that whole that whole design because they have a V hull, yeah. So if they hit an IED or a mine, Rhodesians started doing that in the seventies. Top Gear did a special on that when they launched it. When they launched, I remember that now. They launched that design. They were selling it for the civilian market, and Top Gear did a uh, review on that vehicle through McDonald's, and that makes sense. Yeah, yes, it's that episode. Yeah, correct. Dude, MRAPs. I oh, here's the thing with MRAPs, right? But, but they if, don't replace. But they, have they, they haven't. Sorry, I think you were just about to answer my question. I was gonna say, did they? Did they replace Humvees or are they just Not an completely. added addition to more vehicles? They're an addition and they're usually only used in theater. They were looking okay. for a replacement. I know Jeep had a contract recently, but I don't think it went through. Oh, so, God willing. Because that, that, that was my next question is that, you know, Jeep, 
the whole point of me asking all these questions was to this was this question. So you know, Jeep is you know from World War Two to right before Vietnam, you have a rendition of Jeep the mud. Jeep didn't like, make mutts, I'm pretty sure, but the idea of the Jeep lasts until the early 80s. You can say okay. that. It was like a so, four so, by yes. four. So, yep. so, so early 80s, and then you had the the mutt or half mutt transitions, and then you went to full Humvees. Because that yep. was my next question was what's now that we're hitting the same we're hitting the same ratio of year use that the Jeep had now with the Humvees. So that's why I was asking is, is that are we and no one knows until it actually happens, of course, but do you think they're going to go for like this next evolution of Humvee or do you think well, it's going to be like a complete rehaul? Let's just scrap it and throw it off to the side and make they, something else. They just surplused like 10,000 vehicles in the last three or four years. And most of them have off-road titles. So it's very hard to get them. You can buy them. You can buy them off the gut off that There's surplus a, government site for like $5,000. Yeah, there was a huge the old nineties, like wood, wood camo ones. Yeah. Pre that it was incredibly hard to find a Humvee. And they were like, if you could get one as a civilian with like a title, which is next to impossible, they were like $50,000 vehicles. And then mm. like overnight, <laughs> the market gets flooded with everything. And like, they're worthless now, but now they're starting to creep up again. And, but they did this thing where they basically all have salvage titles or off-road titles. So it's like next to impossible to get them on the road. But they take all the armor plating off and they left all of them in Afghanistan. So it's like, what the fuck? I, I, you know, you could still buy it though. You, you can buy an 1115 with the armor still on it. Really? I thought you needed yeah. like a licensing or a permit for that. Got a credit card? No. <laughs> God damn it. Am I doing that tonight? Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, you got $15,000 or no, the upper armor. Yeah, they're like 20, 30. Grand. Upper, they're always worth a lot. Yeah. Dude. You know. You can buy anything with plastic. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> well, but they're also hunks of shit. They're they're not fucking. Oh my god. That's yeah. why I love Generation Kill. Because what does it start out with? They're fixing the Humvee. Like you know. Yep. Like why do I gotta spend my own fucking money to make this thing work? Like just, <laughs> that was two thousand three. You know, twenty yeah. years ago. They're so bad. And those those guys didn't even have AC. <laughs> those oh, guys god. are just rolling with the fucking windows down. That's why they like, call them the Ice Man. <laughs> yeah. I know, Mike. You've obviously wearing them a lot i've only ridden them a few times when i worked for the military they it was not fun every time we rode them. they're very loud too tainted love they're really loud yeah. yep they're they're very loud they're very fucking just not a comfortable fucking ride we had to it was requirement that you had to wear your helmet if you were going to be in it yep yeah any any military vehicle yeah you have to wear your helmet no, like we would be and, and because i was like oh that's funny but then when i we were in it like my head was bang 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 like hitting against hard steel and shit and i'm just like because their, their shocks are terrible and they're not made for comfort yeah when you if you ever take a ride in a tank while it's riding you're inside of it you realize really quickly why they made a tanker's helmet because <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's just it's like, solid steel it, everywhere it, it, yeah. and why it's why awesome the fuck did the germans wear them though well, they had berets, and then they did wear their hats. <laughs> that didn't last stuff, long. No, that didn't last long. It is, it is very strange. The Brits also didn't really wear tank. They, they had an armored helmet that the commanders would wear. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. fucking. Yeah, the British wore berets, yeah. The Italians like, had fucking tanker helmets. The Russians had tanker helmets. The Americans had yep. tanker helmets. Like, but fucking. The Italians had tanker uh, helmets? Yeah, really. The Japanese had tanker helmets, but, you know. Brits and the yep. Germans, I guess, just have hard heads. You know, or I guess so. I, I don't know what the Maybe fuck, that's yeah, why the, anyway. the, the guy in the Cromwell fucking didn't see the panther barrel, you know, because he's had a concussion <laughs> in Band of Brothers. Oh, oh the tiger. It was a tiger. Oh, that's Andrew. right. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Fucking, the yeah. big boy. Orders are no unnecessary destruction of property. <sighs> are you staying or going? Yeah. <laughs> 
Again, Ugh. now we come full circle back to the Brits. Right. It's Noyan. Yeah. What movie are we talking about um, again? Oh yeah. yeah I was gonna say we got we got we got to come back. We got to come back. Teguchi I moment. So we were talking about the fucking Humvees and how that's really dumb and like, again, if you're going to a mine like that and there's that many guys there and you've got whether they have a team of eight, yeah, including the Terp, um, yeah, maybe just fucking. XO a, out. do some observation first. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe just sit there and, uh, you know, get a little lay of the land and figure out, oh, there's fucking 30 guys here. Huh. Okay. All right. Oh. Hey, AC-130, you read me? Roger, roger. Let's go. <laughs> you know, just like. Well, I done. mean. Roger, roger. Yeah, roger, roger. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Thank but, you, I mean, Mike. just there was Thank so many you. fucking. I was hoping. There were so many, I was hoping you'd get that. <laughs> I, I thought that immediately. Yeah, um, no, yeah. I did, there's just so many fucking tactical blunders and tropes in this fucking thing. Like, you can, you can really tell somebody that has absolutely no idea. Like you said at the earlier part of this podcast, absolutely zero fucking clue how things work and does not listen to those who do know how it works. Right. Or refuse to because I'm the director. I know everything. You or, just do what I asked you to do. Or I'm the cinematographer. Or I'm like we don't know who it could possibly be. I'm not we defending it, it, guy. No, no, it all it I'm all falls saying, on like, the upper management. Fall, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. And just, that's that's the problem. Except Paul like, Gross. Who, Paul Gross is responsible for everything Paul Gross puts out. So there. So he. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. The other thing about vehicles that pissed me off is they're, they turn around from the ambush, right? They're headed back to base. And they have their lights on at night. <laughs> they're driving back to base. Like, what the fuck? What? They got to see Brian. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> yeah, they have their fucking lights on. And it's like... Habibi, get the mortar. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, uh, you hear these stories from Ukraine and everywhere else where it's just like, hit my fucking vehicle. If you can't stop, don't turn your lights on. Don't do shit. Fuck it, like, and then it's just like, okay, we're going back to base. High beams, like, no, no, <laughs> no. Oh. I also didn't see any night vision in this movie. Yeah, same. Well, they're in Spain, so it's illegal. So, That's it. why they had to use the headlights. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. guy Richie, we can't drive. You know, we can't see shit. Well, turn the headlights on. I don't and, give a shit. And the fake mountains in the beginning, when they were at the airfield. That was. Uh, oh, I don't even want to talk about those extras <laughs> on that airfield. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, yes. It was horrible. Sure, those weren't CGI oh people. God. Yeah, just <laughs> well, they're marching in formation. Yeah, there's like, one particular dude who looks like a British like sergeant in like 1870, <laughs> just like walking with this strut like this. It's like, oh stick. my god, that's the Zulu battalion arriving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, up yeah. with the? You want to see my shillelagh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's just personal taste for the director, Guy Ritchie. But like, I was kind of like. The movie starts with a horse with no name playing for some reason. Yeah. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I've been through the desert on a horse with no yeah, name. Yeah, it's like, maybe that that's some kind of analogy or something. But yeah, it, then it just stops after it says March 2018. Well, I was waiting for it to be like radio transition. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be. But then it just yeah, stops. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I guess he just likes that song. I, you know, whatever. Yeah, it was... Also, that what's the what what's the cheapest uh, you know what's the cheapest 1970s? real song we can we yeah, can get yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll pay America two thousand bucks for their royalties what's the cheapest an American song for an American movie from sixty years ago so it's yeah. gonna work out yes I guess is, this is Vietnam or something but uh, uh, what was I gonna say um, oh yeah that by the way um, 
that opening scene, which was very uh, reminiscent of something like the Hurt Locker, where you have your big opening scene that ends in a big explosion. Linear. Yeah, that was like very <laughs> underwhelming for me. I was like, also yeah. the, the little tiny fireball. It's like if that was a V bid, everybody there would have been toast. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fucking everybody there would have been toast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that was where I was just like, and then then after it happened, it cuts to the the title. I'm like, oh, that was really underwhelming. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I was like, that was not a good opening scene. <laughs> well, as we've come full circle, uh, I'll talk about this now. Nate had mentioned it earlier with the dialogue. I liked the dialogue, but I didn't Me like too. the delivery. I felt like it was very forced. Like, these guys were trying to talk like, you know, military guys. And they knew what to say, but they just didn't have that. Like, if I was that, on set, I'd be like, listen. I, I, I think close, I said something like that, yeah. Close your eyes, and you're on Xbox Live. And you're giving your friend shit. Like, because they're giving each other shit and stuff, but it's like, oh, yes, that is the... And it just it feels forced. It doesn't feel organic. And they're trying you to make it organic. even buy me dinner first. Wow, I can't believe it. when anybody here that's played a video game or anything that interact with their friends knows. It's like, Nate, you're such a fucking You know? One, one thing I didn't like. Uh, I, that's going to be a long-ass bleep, but yes, I will I will keep that in there. Yes, but I will be giving you a big-ass bleep for that Good. one. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it just, it just, it's forced. Jesus Christ. It was 2006 all over again. These how this is how military guys talk, and they yes. tried, but it just buy forced. me dinner now. Take off my pants. Like, yeah, I agree, yes. and I and I that think pleases I me. Mention, yeah, that pleases me. Like, I think I did. I mention, would like I think, to change I, positions now. I, I think yeah, almost, almost. Um, <laughs> it was very wooden. Yeah, the delivery was very wooden. The writing was not terrible though. Like, the, but, but the dialogue the dialogue's good. Like, mm-hmm. like, like the dialogue yeah. is good in this movie. Again, I knew what they were going for, and that's why I was like, I forgave a lot of shit as I was watching. So, but that was, it fell short. But again, I, I liked the writing. So the dialogue was it, and it's not. I don't think it's the actor's fault. I really, well, it might be. Who knows? Well, maybe it was fucking, like take seventeen, and by that time you're just like, oh, right there, you go, there you yes, go. Like, okay, ha ha, I am gay. Like, <laughs> it just you lose the spark. It's the best one we like, got. Move on. Yes, you are indeed. <laughs> <laughs> like, will you say something? Making my job harder, please. <laughs> I love no, it. No, Mister Man in Control. <laughs> well, yes, Gandhi did. <laughs> 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 really, I didn't know that. Very interesting. Wow, Facts. very interesting. <laughs> Mike, 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 go. Oh, you, you had your hand up before me. Okay. Um, <laughs> One thing, and just going back to like directing and you know style and stuff like that. One thing I didn't like that just it didn't need to be there at all. I mean, it was just I, I don't know why they chose to do this, but um, like at the opening scene, it's very much so. Like every time it shows somebody, there's like a little title that comes up of who they are, you know, such and such staff sergeant or whatever like that. And then also there's a couple like things that they say. One part where he says IDF and it says what the acronym is, and um, it's like. This doesn't need to be here. Like, what? I don't understand what this is all about. You know, I, I, I will say that is a Guy Ritchie flavor uh-huh. where he's but he's done it in so much more creative ways than that. Yep. And I think, again, this comes down to can we make this without? I get it. Guy Ritchie sets, I guess. I mean, like, yeah. I'm, I'm only defending it and saying that that's what has 
his flavor is. Do I agree with you? Yes, right. I do. Well, yeah. I mean, even so, like I remember in um, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, there's a part where some guy in a bar is speaking, and he's using some weird slang, and then there's like translation to what he's saying or something. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess if you want, it's a personal thing, though. It's like, I hate that sort of thing. Um, it just seems kind of arrogant to me, you know, as like a filmmaker. Um, so I think maybe it's that sort of thing that they're doing here where it's like, oh, I'm going to, oh, IDF. Well, it's like, everyone knows what an IDF is, dude. Like, you don't need to have that spelled out. I don't care who Staff Sergeant blah, blah, blah is because he gets killed in two minutes. You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, that, that, that's just a weird choice. I don't, it didn't mean, it didn't have anything to do with the movie. Like, you could have taken that out and it would not have changed the film at all. You like Dags? Yep. You know, like, I think it's yeah, just you like something Dags. I like Dags. With that, they constantly say their names. Like, mm -hmm. you don't do that. In the military, you know who you're fucking... Unless you want to get their attention, you say their name once, and then you don't have to say it every other time. They just do that. They do that in a lot of films, too, just to, like, oh, here's what this character's name is. You better remember this. Yeah. It's like, well, that guy's going to get fucking smoked, Dick, you know, within the first Dick hour. Jones. I don't remember Tomcat. That's the only name I remember from the whole movie. Mm, he likes ass, apparently. So. Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. has yeah. a weird thing in this. Uh, his, it's a character thing where he... He, he like gives people like a double name. He'll say like Jack Jack or something like that. Chow yeah, it's time for yeah. Chow Chow. It's like I guess that's his character. I don't have a problem with that. It's just an interesting observation. I want to meet my good friend Fuck Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Is it time for 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 Bang Bang? Yeah, for Bang Bang. Yeah. Oh God, for Bang Bang, 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 bang Fuck Fuck. That would be yeah. Birch's name. <laughs> hey Bang Bang. Yeah. I'm I'm actually the only one sitting here presently that's done. Uh, yeah, yeah. It fucking uh, sucks. Yeah, you, yeah I, I, I asked you. I said, would you do it again? You were like. Fuck no. Yeah. No, that was miserable. Let's do a bang bang where we do Vietnamese Afghan. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bombies followed by UNAID. No, Recover like, oh. Barbecue IHOP? Oh, God. <laughs> I love oh, yeah. reaction. <laughs> that would just kill me and you, Birch. Jesus. Take months to <laughs> oh, recover. I'd, it'd be fucked. Yeah. It'd be completely, I mean, just done. Oh, but, like, yeah. I mean, this, yeah. this fucking film, it's like. Again, it's 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 got the entertainment factor, and it's 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 cookie cutter. It's you can predict, like we can predict every fucking thing, except for him not getting captured. Yes, that's that was, the that one was thing the one that, one that I was thing wrong. I was on. not ready mm -hmm. for. Yeah. Yep, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. He's gonna get tortured. It's gonna be one of those. I'm like, god damn, there's over an hour left. Jesus, Proust, like here we go. But then it was like, okay, badass jumps up with an AK. Just smokes all these fucks in slow motion and then has to pull out the pistol because the guy's rifle's jammed in the car and hey guess the m9a1 what? yeah <laughs> fucking. Bang. like i'm like fucking christ i'm, I'm glad they you use had, the m9a1 you That's had cool. me you broke you broke the tropes and then you went back <laughs> it's like fuck what well, also with the, okay so a little detail that i noticed too is he gives um he gives ahmed the m9a1 and after he gets done shooting, the hammer's going to be back. It's going to be cocked and loaded. He just throws it in his vest. It's like, there's a fucking decock on that bitch. <laughs> that, <laughs> Come on. That, that, Shoots and his he's off. like, are you ready? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that thing should be loaded and yeah. ready. Oh, anyway. fuck yeah. Like, fuck yeah. Uh, but it's airsoft, so, you know. <laughs> I know. I know. It did. It looked, I love it. I love it when he's like, did, I will say, they did look good. The AKs looked shitty, but the M4s but looked okay. But we've seen worse. Yeah, we've seen I, so much worse. I love it when he goes. When he goes, is your gun up? And he goes, and yeah. the safety's on. He pulls. A, he just short strokes it. Exact, guns up. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> like, oh yeah. God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Of um, course. 
speaking of guns, why don't we launch an IMF? Yeah, let's do that. It's very short, I, and then we I will can go say, closers. Oh, I will say one thing before we get there. I think my favorite thing in this film was the counter for the days when he's trying to get the visa. Because I heard so many stories. Oh, yes. Of, yes. Can I, we talk about that I was really gonna, quick? I was going to talk about that at the end, but let's go into it yeah, now. Yeah, because I heard so many stories, unfortunately, when everything was going bad in August of 01, where, like, these vets that knew interpreters, they were on the phone 24-7 talking to the government and, like, trying to get their friends out. And there was one guy that, like, he literally just quit his job, and for, like, a month he was on the phone in August, like, calling up, like, hey, I got a family that needs this, and I got a guy, and, like, using their all connections to get they people don't give out a shit. and stuff. and. They don't give yeah. a shit. I, I did that with um, a couple of my interpreters mm-hmm. um, who every, everything did work out in the end for most of them. But no, I spent fucking, I don't know how many days on the phone, emailing on fucking Skype chats on this, trying to get these guys out. And it was the same. That's why when he, when they were going through that whole like process of the days, I'm like, yep, hundred percent. And it was, you know, I, I was talking to the guys they would they would disappear for like fucking three months. One disappeared for three years. And I was like, well, he's fucking dead. And then he just randomly hits me up one day because I gave up. I'm like, I can't fucking do anything. Like they're, they're like, well, like they said in the thing, they're like, well, we need to have his name and all of his info. I'm like, I don't fucking, I can't get it. Like, here's his name. Here's what I know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, does he, and then um, one of the guys sent me his, his ID cards and everything that we issued him and shit. He kept all that. They're like, no, we're, we need it. We need this. Uh, okay. Let me transfer you. And I'm like, fuck you. You know? And so that, that really resonated with me like that because it's, and they didn't even save my life. Like there wasn't that like visceral, but I cared about them enough to where I was like, that's complete bullshit. And the one guy, and then I'll let you go, Nate. The one guy that ended up, he's here now. He's married. He's got a kid. He's doing great. It's so fucking cool to be able to know that he's safe and his family's safe. His family ga- came here and when he t- came time for him to go, he was actually the interpreter. They said, nope, your visa has been denied because you associate with these certain people in Sadr city where he fucking lived. He's like, of course I have to associate with them. I have to go out of my house to get food. I'm going to run into these fucking militia guys. I have to talk to them to tell them to fuck off or pay them. Or else I can't, I can't live. Of course I talked to them. They're like, nope, we can't, we can't do that. So his entire family was in Texas and he was stuck in Iraq. And that's when he disappeared for three years. He went down South and worked at the oil fields. And then he hit me up and I was like, okay, you're still alive. Fuck. So we started the process again. It went nowhere, but then he eventually, I think he found somebody from a unit previous or after me that was more well-connected and actually was able to get his visa and then he is here now so but no it, it they don't give a fuck and that that that's one of the many reasons that i do not support any kind of fucking war anymore one of the one of the very many is because we fucked so many people we did it in vietnam too with the Hmong. we really did like that's a whole topic i could ramble on about for fucking hours but we did the same thing we prompt we made promises and we fucking reneged on them we fucking just totally ignored that and said nope up oh, tough shit we got you into this situation. You helped us. We could have done it without you, but fuckity bye. Good luck. Here's a $20 bill. Have a, have a good time. And, and, and that, that part of this movie, I really did appreciate that whole message, that sentiment, because that's really never talked about in movies or even in, even in, um, um, just in general, like in the news, like, cause when Iraq happened, the same shit happened. Here's the thing too. The same shit happened with me, all the emotions and shit in 2012, that happened with the guys in 2021 that were in Afghanistan of like, well, <laughs> that was so worth my fucking time. 
Because we did the same shit in Iraq. It just didn't get a lot of news coverage. They tried to cover it up. We left the same amount of shit in Iraq as we did in Afghanistan. And that never got talked about. People got killed because ISIS took over immediately. A lot of guys that I was with got killed. A lot of people that I know that are in Afghanistan, they know guys that are now dead and their whole family's dead. And it's like, what the fuck was that for? And I just, it fucking, it's a very personal and very, um, very irritating, visceral thing for me. And a lot of other people that experienced that. And it fucking sucks, but I'm glad it was shown in this film of how so many people got fucked over by us, as usual. So, rant over. Uh, I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to share all those sentiments as well. Um, not on a personal level like you, of course. But in terms of showcasing that story and that and that whole entire, like, very, I think, very well, again, I'm going to say it for, like, probably the fourth time now, Guy Ritchie does montage of time very well. Yes. And I think it is, and then you add Jake Gyllenhaal throwing in, you know, I'm struggling with depression, struggling with guilt, struggling with debt, a debt I am owed, I owe, like, you add mm-hmm. all that t- to combined, and I think you have a very, very accurate, maybe slightly dramatized, but very accurate. So. Very, I was just gonna say, like with, with the screaming and the drunk, I know that would happen. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. And then not being able to sleep because it's yeah, on yeah, your mind I, constantly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, like yep. for the plot, for the plot yep. pusher point of that. If you're mm-hmm. asking me the frustration, the screaming, the getting drunk, fuck you, hundred percent real. And that's what I was gonna say was that. I yep. 100% love this whole entire summarization of the effort of a lot of people who even I know who are in Afghanistan who suffer, who, who, who have had that guilt of not being able to help the guys who helped them. Not the same life yep. debt as this movie portrays, right? But, but, the, but the obligation that we promised and that was pulled out from under all these guys. And I think it is a very... Um, very powerful, very powerful and very true, unfortunate truth of of, of that situation. And I, and I think yep. that's this, this is the one thing that pulls this movie from the dregs of another Afghan war film to mm-hmm. being higher on my pedestal yep. of 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 this conflict and this situation, this topic. I think it's very well done in that sense of that topic, not yes. the movie as a whole, but that topic alone really well done and I, I i thoroughly it really did elevate it in that in that level with that topic um so with that are you guys good to go with imftb does anyone else want to yep. comment anything okay yeah it was probably the best part of the second half of the film yeah i i, I, I was pleasantly surprised when it started taking that round i was like okay this is actually gonna mm-hmm. do something interesting i i it's gonna do something different right yeah i was like yep. it's better than them you know Tied to chairs, sitting in front of the villain. 100% agreed, <laughs> yeah. yep. Here we are but, in Santa Clara, California, with no roads paved, you know, and like, it's not Spain, it's California, so. <laughs> the Covenant. I did, I did like the very end, with the t- that was the only title sequence of this movie that I think I really liked. Where it says the, the meeting of the name, yeah. yeah, the bond, like, I did like that, that was... I was I was literally going to look up the actual definition so I could say it on here. Mm-hmm. And then they did it. And I was like, thank you. Uh, so oh, M9A3. Yeah, that's right. M9A3 uh, for Beretta. Oh, yeah. 
I believe this actor's from Iraq too. I couldn't comment on his interpreter. <laughs> oh, skills. he could be from anywhere. Yeah, he could be from anywhere. Dar Salim, that's his name. I, I looked him up. I believe he's from Iraq. He should know Pashtun, I guess. But he did say he spoke four languages. Oh, I never seen what? Oh, I've never seen this gun before. <laughs> what is this? I don't know. Glock 19 for people who aren't looking at it. That's the Australian <laughs> pistol, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, Toker yeah, T33. Very accurate. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do oh, they yeah. make airsoft versions of all these guns? <laughs> I did like the SSH 68 that they used. Uh, that was cool. Guys. Yeah, that was nice. They should have had Romanian M7380s as well, mm-hmm. but... I don't know. I'm a fucking helmet nerd. Did you see some guy with an M17 on? (laughs) Spray paint those orange barrels black. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Look at those fast bones. I fucking hate those helmets. On operators, I guess, they they need it for a reason, but everybody wants to be an operator and they get that. I'm like... Those helmets that that go like that? They look derpy without optics. Well, they look derpy with the lily pad on the front. I like the they're old style. They're made for wearing fucking headsets. Yeah. That's the only reason they're cut it's, out. It's, it's a not... bitch 2000 without the ears, basically. Like... Correct. Yeah, it's what it is. And all these fucking wannabe... The guys I, I that should... That out. The guys that need to use them are great to use them. But yeah, I know what you mean. Correct. It's a very tropey thing. It's like a Falschermaker helmet. It's like, they're fucking yep. cool for Falschermakers. You know, like... They're purpose-built, purpose-built <laughs> yeah. equipment. You know, like would I want to own a used one, like a ballistic one in Afghanistan? Yeah, would I wear it? Because I'm a no, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm making your life harder, Nate. Thank you. I appreciate well, it. Hey, I just caught myself, Brian. I was nice <laughs> this time. Uh, I'll, I'll work it out. I'll I'll make it work. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Mark eighteen. I see these AR variants. I have. I'm fucking. There's just that funny meme with a guy throwing it off the ship. Didn't sign for it. <laughs> <laughs> How is that a type? Oh, it's a Type 56 without the bayonet lug. The later style. Stupid. That airsoft, like, yellow wood. Yeah, exactly. The fucking orange. Yeah. It looks like VFC, because I think they use gas blowback, at least, to, like, kind of get close to to some of the actions. They did did one slow-mo scene with shells ejecting, and the shells were CG. You can, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the bridge, okay. you could definitely see it because they yeah. like go down, and it's like, what is an AR yeah. like? Uh, you know, it's an added motion blur. Yeah. There's a bass block there, but oh, that's right, you're stupid. Yeah. God, that's a dream. If I were to find that, I'd <laughs> just know, be right. like, these are mine now. Cue the fucking like. Uh, and this trailer is now mine. <laughs> or those guys in Syria that found during the war the STG container. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. Good luck getting ammo. They do move in herds. <laughs> <laughs> I love these. Yes. Yeah, the fucking PM ninety. Mm. You like that? You like that Romanian dong abomination? It, it looks cool. I don't want to shoot one, but they they look they're very interesting looking. Those that, wire stocks suck. On a, oh yeah. I have a Tantal, and it came with a wire stock. Oh, they and even suck. in a five four five, they suck, and I can't imagine on a but three. Tantals have really that. special retarded stocks, though. Like. <laughs> oh yeah, I put a Bulgarian plum set yeah. on mine. I couldn't handle that I, fucking thing. I think anymore. the Tantal is the worst, like seventy-four variant. Yes, I like taking there. a coat hanger and shoving it into my shoulder blade and making it punch me like repeatedly. Yep. The, the 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 okay, I was actually so when up until this point in the movie, I wasn't really catching on that it was all digital 
gunfire and shit like that. And I was like, oh, I love some, you know, 50 cal in the movie and stuff like that. Then when this came up, it was like, I'm like, what the fuck? It's not. Here's the thing. You can get a 50 to fire that fast. I've seen it. Um, really hard to control when it's that but it was fake though. as fuck like I mean the muzzle flash and oh, everything. Oh, yeah, like the thing's not rattling like it should you know the barrel's not reciprocating right, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, just like that's a good. disappointment Brian yeah it's a fucking well Nate scroll down I, I want to ask Birch a question I think that's the wrong 50 cal oh. that's the newer version with the new quick uh, release barrel that came out like 2020 oh yeah Oh fuck yeah! I never used those, but yeah, you're right. It's a very it's it's the only changes I've ever made to the gun in a hundred years. That's uh, bullshit. Bullshit. There was one other one. Do you know what it is? I actually, don't. They added a safety. Oh, interesting. Oh, for the butterfly. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's on the fucking um, the knob in the back. There's a little hook. So so oh, you twist the knob and the, the hook will hold the trigger. Oh, I think I've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, but we we never use those. We just use an empty piece of brass. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think I, this is going to date me, but the old Funker videos, like the combat ones, I think I've yeah. seen the brass in the, in the back. Well, yeah, because again, instead of, really quick, Nate, instead yeah, of yeah. having to twist that, all you do is go, and it's done. Yeah, it makes it's sense. Gone. Huh. So, it's so, so easy. So that's really funny that the 50 didn't have a safety, but the 1910 Maxim does has a safety. Well, 1919 doesn't have a safety. The 1919 doesn't have a safety. I'm saying the 1910 like Russian Maxim has a safety. Yeah, well, that, that's a Maxim, though. Yeah, but the Russians. Yeah. The Russians put a fucking safety. See, Americans don't need safeties because your safety's here, okay? I was going to say, my safety's here, sir. The Russians? Find the Soviets. What the fuck? Well, actually, technically, the Russian Empire, because 1910 is before the Bolshevik Revolution, all this other bullshit, history, blah, blah, blah. I just gave you a hell of a fucking, I just uh, gave you a hell of a reference and and you fucking, you just whooshed it. What, what, what are you talking about then? The Russians? I don't know what that means. What the fuck? Oh, fuck. (laughs) Michael, so, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. So, scroll up, so, Brian, you say that this, this type of uh brownie this type of m2 came out in 2020 yeah or around that time it's, okay it's, it's so that means this is anachronistic then because it says 2018 exactly yep. yeah no yep. it, it's it, it's very recent and was toward the end of the war i mean i'd have to really look it up it, it could have been 18 but let's talk realistically how many fucking 50 cows were in country of the old style you know so yeah exactly like, yep but that is something interesting, and probably because they brought, because uh, they make airsoft fifties, and like here's the new model of the airsoft fifty, and it's the new model of the fifty because looks good to me. Yeah. Tell the actor to get so. up there and do this. That looks good enough. Shake yeah. it. <laughs> yep. Shake it out of sync with the fucking rapid right. fire rate. And I'm just thinking about movie I'm, when that was going on because I was just like, I'm just thinking about the back to the movie uh, Mosul where they have the helmet these with all of the. Uh, Soviet heavy machine guns on there and just like dur, 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 and it just feels like so powerful and then like this movie it's it just feels like a wet fart when it shoots they got the ZB on there <laughs> yeah. like the fucking the check machine gun and like that yeah. thing is like even for 8 millimeter like fucking yeah it rocks the shit out of stuff right so I was I was anticipating some some you know earth shattering 50 cal action and I didn't well, get well also he's just laying on it yeah it's, he's not firing again, in bursts don't shoot yeah. a fucking machine gun like yeah. that like in any capacity, you fucking shoot an airsoft gun, but sure, exactly, yeah, you just, <laughs> just press a button and the thing goes. You, you know. <laughs> so that's the covenant. I think. Well, I think we have reached our final thoughts.
Who wants to go first? Uh, I guess I'll go first. Um, yeah, like I say, um, I was, you know, th- there was a lot of things in it that I thought were well done. It did keep me uh, interested, although I was thinking the whole time, like, oh, my God, is a trope about to happen? Um, and so I was I was <laughs> glad when the when they didn't happen, although I did catch some of them. Um, I totally knew on that dam that the, uh, you know, it was going to be right at the last minute that they were going to get saved, you know? When, yeah. It's like, oh. that's, that was like, I see it coming. I know it's oh, going to happen. The slow motion right. the camera didn't give it away. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying, dude. I was just like, I just, you know, <laughs> obvious shit like that, you know? So it's like that sort of thing. I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, when that creeps up, but, um, you know, actors were really good. Um, so I don't know. Uh, probably a five out of ten. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. What? <laughs> I don't think I've. I don't think I've heard you go over a seven in like eight months now. What? The really good ones were like a seven. I, I'm not saying you should give it higher. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just. I'm just like. I'm waiting for you to be like seven again. And you're like a five. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Like you know, it's a, it was entertaining, but you know it's. <laughs> It was not like, oh, my God, I love this movie. You know, I was just like, yeah, it was good. <laughs> you know, it was all right. Five. Normally, your wet fart reviews are like a one. So, like, I'll just. I'll just I'll... interject here quickly, Nate. You asked that wrong. Michael, what's a 10 in your book? What's a 10? Waltz of fucking Bashir. <laughs> Waltz of Bashir, uh, Downfall, um, Generation Kill, uh, The Pacific. Band of Brothers is probably like an eight. Wow, you just gave away Downfall's rating. How could you? <laughs> you can edit this out, dude. Maybe it's going to go down in six months. Yeah. <laughs> um, there you go. You know, I think so some it, favorite. Uh, Flags of Our Fathers is a 10 for me. It's what? definitely not one of those. What? <laughs> oh, you don't like that movie? That movie's a piece of fucking shit. I hate that movie. Goodbye, that Nate. Wait, terrible. Wait. Hey, shut up, both of you. Hold it for for four months when we get maybe, to like maybe maybe it's changed. I haven't seen it in fifteen years, but that movie's crap. I don't like you anymore, Nate. Uh, that movie does make me. <laughs> that movie does make me cry. Friendship I agree with Michael. Over. So. Oh my god. The ending. The, the platoon letters, swims. Letters of Jima is so much better. <laughs> letters of so Jima is great. That movie is overrated. But yes, it is good. <laughs> You're overrated. No, people just said, I was asking that. Why is Welsh Mew Jim so fucking good? Because it shows the Japanese side. That's not why it's good, okay? Don't fucking I, do I, that. Did I say that was the reason no, why No, but it I'm was anticipating good? it. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> okay. So, Mike B, what did you think about Take Uchi Eye? Take Uchi Eye was uh, not bad. <laughs> There's a bleep in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you'll find it. Yeah. Okay, so I need. Okay, Never I need me. to pass this off to somebody. Sorry, um, sorry, sorry. I, I, I. I it's not gonna be Nate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it is gonna be Nate. Nate, what are your thoughts oh, on this you. movie? God damn it. Um. Okay. I guess I deserve that. Um, <laughs> you opened Pandora's shit box. I this did. Is all on well, you. I mean, yeah. like this is what they do. I just, I just, I poke him <laughs> until I get an emotion out of him. So, I mean, like, I, I seem to be the biggest person on the bandwagon for this film, I think, tonight. I mean, again, normally when a film does really well in cinematography and editing and kind of breaks the mold in how to uh, deliver a subject or deliver a feeling or whatever, mainly that is just a little outside the mold of what we normally see with these types of, with with the films that we obviously review, which are war films. Um. I think it does a really good job 
in very specific subjects, uh, micro subjects of the actual subject matter as a whole. However, there are a lot of things that I don't like about it. I don't like the combat. I, I think it's cheap, really, really, really shortcutty. And I think a lot of it just comes down to exactly what Brian said, which is it's coming right off of Rust and the pro- and the wanting to prove that they can do it just the same and just as good without having the dangerous metal object on set. That, if we want to ever talk about that subject, that's a whole other subject entirely. And I think we all agree with that subject on uh, because of our interests and what we actually do and all that kind of stuff. So to me, staying away from that. I think this movie does a really good job for about 50% of it and really shitty for the rest. And it's not for, I don't know who could really to blame, but I think it comes out as a, I'm going to give it a six out of 10 screen Mel Gibson's. I wish I could give it more, but you know, the, 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 the combat just for me and the mode and the story and the, the, the dynamics are pushing the story with the combat are just really, really, really lazy or cheap or whatever, or out of nowhere, but not out of nowhere in a good way. So I think that's what brings it down. But to wrap it up, Jake Gyllenhaal. Awesome. Uh, I can't, sorry, I can't remember his name, but the interpreter guy is really good. And I think uh, Guy Ritchie's filmmaking with what he does really good jobs with is really great. But then there's the other aspect, which just sucks. So, 6 out of 10, I think, for me tonight. All right. Um, yeah, it's I've pretty much said everything negative about it and positive, and so have you guys. Um, the only thing that I liked about it, really, the most is, like I said earlier, the drawing attention to how badly we fucked those guys over and their families. And... Um, yeah, it was very relatable and, again, good acting, I thought. Um, even though some of the delivery was wooden, maybe, again, take 17 or maybe the director's like, nah, that's, that's too, you know, whatever, dr- pull it back a bit. Fuck, who knows? Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, it's, it's fucking, it's just a, a super predictable action, suspense, thriller kind of drama all mixed in one, doesn't really know what it wants to be. Um could have been a hell of a lot better. Could have been a hell of a lot better. Also could have been a little worse. So I'll give it that. But um, I'm going to go with what Nate did, but I'm going to give it a little bit extra bump just because of the uh, whole interpreter thing and the way that was handled. So 6.2 out of 10. Let's just read it where I said earlier. It, it's a movie in two parts, and they don't get both parts really well done. There, there's parts of each that are good and that are definitely you know good filmmaking. But other than that, it's just uh, it attempts too much and it fails. And this is a common problem we see. You know, it's like kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. You shouldn't have this like whole fucking Machiavellian plot. Like, do you want to do a movie about interpreters like getting fucked over? Or do you want to do a movie about like special forces guys working with interpreters? Don't do both because this is what happens. And on top of that, you know, this film shows that you can't do gunplay without guns. Like, you know, we filmed a movie after Rust with real firearms, with real actors. And the only problem we had is that the 80-year-old Nazi wonder weapon didn't fucking work because it's an 80-year-old Nazi wonder weapon. Like, you know. It worked good. So, it worked enough. Yeah. But, like, it's just, 
I don't know. It's just it's more of an experiment than anything else, and it fails. Here's and the thing, yeah, like there's imagine Reveille, but with fucking digital gunshots, you know? Oh, yeah. God, it would be unwatchable. Yeah, you know? like fucking when those guns go off, holy fuck. Yeah, you know, even all the our fucking cameraman and shit were saying, like, "Oh my god, the wave that hits you!" And they were like ten feet away from one of the, the shooting sequences, and it's like that's like three rifles and a G forty one. Like you know, that's 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 not everything. And a B fog MP forty. If we get a real MP forty, people will be like, "Holy shit!" But um, no, it's uh, I don't know. It, they really choked up this movie. They really hyped it up and like made it into this thing, and then released it, and it was kind of like a wet fart. And watching it, I was expecting something much different, um, but I got this. That being said, you know, there was a really good attempt made here. And I don't fault the casting. I think the actors were really well, and they were good for the roles they were put in. Um, And some other things went well, like, you know, the whole concussion sequences that were shot and the whole, like, you know, day counter for trying to get the interpreter's visas. But that being said and everything, I mean, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. It's... The only reason is because there was a real attempt here, you know, to try to make a movie. And I could see that. Like, I, I, I see the work and I see the dedication to some things. But just overall, um, this movie just got destroyed through ego, egotistical tropes in a way, the whole gun thing, and just bad directing and post, I'd have to say. Like, it just didn't make sense. And the fact, like, we're going to shoot whatever scene we feel like we want to shoot today. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. Like, just... Hollywood is made, or, or movies are made away for a reason, you know? Stick with the fucking formula that works. I mean, sometimes you'll get lucky, and you'll think outside the box, and it works great. But there's people that have been like Guy Ritchie in the industry for 100 years, 130 years now. Like, everything's been tried. So just stick with what works, and don't be an idiot. And when you get outside the bounds, sometimes not everything works. So explains why It might explain some of the wooden performances you guys keep talking about as well. If you don't have that prep... Yeah, or if you don't, if you haven't thought about that scene, or you weren't preparing for that scene, yeah, properly prepared for it, gone through the context and you know the process of preparing for shit like that. Yeah, yeah, it's just it just looks pieced together at points, and as we know, the chaos behind the camera projects itself to in front of the camera. And if all your days are chaotic, then like nothing is gonna work. You know, how is one day you're gonna shoot like a scene with all the actors and everyone's alive, and the next day it's like you in a fucking cart. Like, it just doesn't work. Think about Platoon. You lose real people as you go through the story. Like ha- That has yep. to impact everything. So, But putting all the scores into the calculator will tell us if Guy Ritchie can actually make another good movie, which he probably can. We get a score of 5.8. So it falls into the watch category. Like, you know, Thursday. It's entertaining. Matinee. It's entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Sixer and like. Five point yeah. wet farts. Make sure that you got another movie to watch after it. You know, but like, it's just. Uh, Cleanse your fucking palate. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I would just say this and then Nate can go. If you want to watch a good movie that's like this, that's well done with good gunplay, Lone Survivor. Because yep. it is what it is. It's great. And it touches on all these points of a bond between Afghan and an American serviceman. And it's a true story. You can even go out and buy the book, which is just Navy SEAL propaganda. But like fucking, you know, it's a, it, it's, this is just a watered down version of that with, by the way, let's staple on some fucking Terps. Like, this doesn't work. I, I was just going to say, uh, unlike most of my number, my fives, or the fives that we've done on this pod, I, I feel like 
this one's actually worth a watch one time. I I, re- I really I really do believe that. Um, yeah, I don't I don't regret watching it. Yeah, it's not like um, like I can name a lot of movies that we've done that I'll never watch again. Uh, Hyena Road. Yeah, it's like your your favorite Hyena Road. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't watch this one again for sure. Yeah. I won't watch it. I might. I might. I might watch it again, but it'd be like background, background right. for the shit I don't like, and then <laughs> watch the 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 art the 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 super art style you know filmography portions, and then go back to fucking doing what I want to do while guys are getting airsoft to death. So, but um, but yeah, no, I liked it. Meh, five. <laughs> <laughs> um. Fun, but well, but I yeah. Anyway, good. Thank you guys for your time as always, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, scuttlebutt out.